Hey, Mike, did you know that Ungenius has a 4.8 star rating on Apple Podcasts? Wow, that's pretty good. I think people should go bump that up to five stars, though. I was trying to get to a point where I could just say that people think we're full of hot air, but we've gotten distracted. Hmm. All right. Just when you go to give us that five star rating on Apple Podcasts, please forget everything that we've done over the last 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, let's let's just talk about bouncy houses. You mean bouncy castles, right? You mean moon jumpers. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Closed inflatable trampolines. Is that what you call them in England? No, but that's what Wikipedia, the source of all truth and knowledge, calls them. Everyone's childhood has been a lie. That's what we're saying. No matter what they're called, I think everyone knows what we're talking about today. These are temporary inflatable structures made to delight adults and children alike by providing a fun, bouncy environment to play around in. I think the most common form is probably the actually the bouncy castle, which is why some people call it that. But these structures can be complex, including slides, tunnels, obstacle courses, and more. Some are even designed for more specific games like tug-of-war, boxing, and gladiator duels. We should do that next time we're together. I think that's the perfect thing to do for the company retreat. <laughs> As these can be quite expensive, and you probably don't need one year-round... An industry of rental businesses has popped up to serve families, schools, churches, and businesses who want to add some fun to an event or a party. It's good to see the economy rise. I wonder if these business owners worry about monetary inflation. I'm sure, some, I'm sure someone could tell us. <laughs> the first inflatable structure was designed way back in 1959 by John Skurlock uh, down in Shreveport, Louisiana. He was experimenting with inflatable covers for a government contract, which I have lots of questions about, when he noticed his sons enjoying jumping on the air structure. Again, whatever that government contract entailed is lost to time, or at least wasn't on the Wikipedia page. Oh, I bet it has something to do with that fake moon landing that they did 10 years later on. Oh, uh, uh, stop. Skurlock and his wife opened the first inflatable rental company in 1966, creating their own products and renting them to locals for birthday parties and more. They really forged the way, didn't they? They most certainly did. They most certainly did. In the early days, these were often just big inflatable pads, which proved to be a little dangerous. One, of course, could just bounce right off of it onto the ground, but the thick vinyl got really hot in the sun. In 1974, they solved both of these problems of a new product that had inflated columns that supported netting walls, which allowed the air to pass through. That recipe has stuck around until today. Bouncy houses are typically composed of thick, strong PVC or vinyl and nylon, and they're inflated with a small portable blower. The danger stuck around too. According to U.S. studies published in the journal Pediatrics in 2012, injuries caused by inflatable rides have been on the rise in the United States. It's like an epidemic, I say. In 2010, <laughs> as many as 31 U.S. children per day were treated for injuries sustained in a bouncy house. That is one child every 46 minutes. <laughs> That is actually an epidemic, and I'm never letting my kids on one again. Who's letting their kid uh, go on a bouncy house at 3 in the morning? If one's happening every 46 minutes, right? You just give it a break in the nighttime. This episode of Ungenius is brought to you by Backblaze, the unlimited cloud backup for Macs and PCs that starts at just $6 a month with no gimmicks and no add-ons. In college, I had a PowerBook Die took a bunch of data with me, and I decided way back then that I was not going to lose data again. Backblaze, it could have saved my bacon, but uh, now I know that I'm protected because Backblaze backs up my documents, music, photos, videos of bouncy houses. Everything that's on my machines, Backblaze is making safe and secure in their cloud. 
And it's a big cloud. They have backed up 750 petabytes and counting. That's 750 million gigabytes. These folks, they really know their stuff. And with Backup Restore is the other side of the coin, and they've restored over 40 billion files. That's a lot of saved projects, assignments, and family photo albums. So you want to make sure your stuff is backed up. Go to backblaze.com slash ungeniused for your fully featured 15-day free trial and to let them know you heard about them on this show, Ungeniused. That's backblaze.com slash ungeniused. Go do it today. Thank you to Backblaze for saving us from countless day disasters and for their support of this show. All right. Of course, bouncy houses. Closed inflatable trampolines, you mean. Whatever. They aren't the only things that inflate in fun ways. We have to talk about tube men. Also yes. known as a sky dancer or tall boy. Tall boy <laughs> is my favorite. Who calls it a tall boy? These are the tall, slender, inflatable humanoid-like things that dance and twist in the wind, often to great comedic effect. They're usually at car rental places or like dealerships and stuff, I guess. Exa- yeah, right. Uh, there's a mattress store in town that they have one. Mm-hmm. I saw it just a couple of days ago, I think. These are pretty much universally loved. Their long floppy arms and wild contortions always make me chuckle. Not everyone is as fun as you. That's true. Uh, several local municipalities in the United States and beyond have banned such products. Oh, no. Tall boy, no! Uh, no, tall boy, no. An ordinance in Houston, which went into effect in 2010, prohibits the use of all attention-getting devices, claiming their use, quote, contributes to urban visual clutter and blight and adversely affects the aesthetic environment and safety and quality of life for the community and the citizens of the city. This is extreme. Like, chill out, Houston. Like, just... Don't be, don't be such a party pooper, Houston. Exactly. That's what we're going to call you now, Houston. Party pooper Houston. That's that's your <laughs> official name. There are other inflatable goods that we did want to touch on this week while we're here. There's the Air Swimmer, which is an inflatable flying remote-controlled toy fish, which realistically swims through the air. Sometimes you see these in like uh, basketball and football games and stuff. Never seen one of these in my entire life. Uh, then we have a bunch of things made of balloons, including including balloon helicopters and balloon rockets. Thankfully, these are just toys. They're not full-size modes of, op- of transportation. Can you imagine what a full-size balloon helicopter would be like? A horrific danger to everybody. Yeah. Houston wouldn't allow it. I know that much. <laughs> That's true. After the tragedy at Balloon Fest 86, humanity, I guess, learned its lesson. So we're not doing full-size balloon things anymore. Mm-hmm. If you don't know about Balloon Fest 86, go listen to episode 84 of Ungeniust. It's a real, it's a real story. Cage balls are large inflated balls of a diameter of four to six feet often used in school PE programs to play simplified versions of soccer or even bowling. I don't know how you simplify bowling, just for the record, but okay. One pin. When we talk about toys to use in swimming pools and lakes, almost anything good is inflatable, including small boats and rafts, tubes for pulling people behind boats, and much more. My favorite is the water ball which is big enough for an adult human being to climb in and walk around, allowing them to move across the surface of the water. They look incredibly fun, but horrifically dangerous. The portable hyperbaric bag is a bit more serious, though. They are used to fit an entire person inside, and are used to treat things like altitude sickness and pulmonary edema by offsetting atmospheric pressure. And then there's the whoopee cushion. Not sure we need to go into that one too deeply. No. Probably not. I would like to thank Susan for this topic. 
this was a, a fun one to get into. Uh, but, you know, entry one genius style, also a little bit horrifying. Yes. <laughs> These things are, are death traps. Don't get don't get in them. We also want to remind everybody that September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. We are raising money for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. To learn more and to donate today, go to stjude.org slash ungeniused. And we appreciate your support. We do indeed. If you have a topic that you would like us to ha- cover here on Ungenius, uh, get in touch. There's an email link over on the website, relay.fm slash ungenius slash 88. There you will also find links to all the stuff we spoke about. Uh, a lot of good uh, pictures of two men and various things, people having fun. Go check that out. Or you can give us show ideas over on Twitter. You can find the show at Ungenius. You can find Mike there as I-M-Y-K-E. And you can follow me on Twitter as ISMH. And until the city of Houston shuts us down, Mike, say goodbye. See you later. Adios.